0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, a podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey! And our special guest Erin of The Blanket Statement. Hi! Now before we jump into all the quilty fun can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah so simply put I'm a pattern designer and modern quilter from Winnipeg Canada often known as Winterpeg. It's so cold here. (laughs) Um, I work out of my home where I live with my husband, two kids, and my dog Finley. How cold is it right now? Uh, oh, I work in Celsius. So Wendy can
0: convert.
2: For well, us. I refuse no, <laughs> to convert, like okay. to Fahrenheit. But yes, I get you. Yeah. tell me. Okay, so it's like
1: two degrees, but it okay. often hits so...
0: minus forty Celsius oh, and Fahrenheit. Oh, that's rough. So yeah, it's a little so it's bit cool. above freezing for Fahrenheit. Right now, but... yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Thirty. That random number of thirty-two. I, yeah. guess. I know it's not random, Fahrenheit people. Just calm
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nope>, it's random. <laughs> yeah, completely. So tell us, what's the story behind your Instagram handle?
1: Okay, so my husband and I were trying to come up with a name for my business. I wanted something that was clever, memorable, and easy to spell for Instagram. Um, so we had kind of narrowed it down to two options. Um, one of them was Quilt Chamberlain. But we figured that most of my quilting audience wasn't 1960s basketball fans and so the blanket statement was a better fit so that's how it came to be
2: yeah i would not have guessed yeah i think i think you picked right i'm just gonna agree (laughs) i think i would have struggled to pronounce the second the the second option
0: yeah (laughs) did you have a quilting instagram account before that or did you start off from ground zero and no, or, I had a personal statement.
1: Yeah, I have a personal account where I post pictures of my dog. Um, <laughs> but no, when I started the blanket statement, um, Instagram account, it started as a business right from the beginning.
2: So, how long ago did you how long ago um did you start blanket statement? I started in 2017.
0: Had you quilted before that or like what kind of drove you to the decision to start a quilting business? Um, yeah, I have been quilting since
1: I was tiny Um, my mom had a quilting club that she went to once a week so I would go with her when I was like three and four before I started school and she would hand me a little hoop and basically was like here go hand quilt this so I would stay (laughs) quiet so I would sit there and just quilt away Um, so that's kind of when I started quilting Um, but then I wanted to start a business um, around quilting I had been doing it a bit more um, but I wanted to sell quilts (laughs) really badly. I really tried. And so I was making quilts. I was making them um, from a lot of reclaimed fabric, actually. Mm. And I was using all my own designs. um, And I was really trying to get some customers who would buy quilts. And no customers would follow me on Instagram. Only quilters (laughs) would follow me. (laughs) and So um, I kept getting messages from people saying, where is this pattern from? Where is this design? I was like, well, it's mine. And they kept asking me for it. And I kept saying, no, um, I'm in it. I'm an Enneagram four through and through. And so I was like, no, this is my own design. You can't have it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Um, (laughs) But I, like I said, I wanted the blanket statement to be a business right from the beginning. And so I pretty quickly had to pivot my business and switch to pattern designing. Um, if I wanted to actually make any money.
0: Did you, how long did that decision-making process, or how long did it take uh, for you to come to terms with it? Yeah,
1: um, I think I started the blanket statement technically in about June, um, and I released, of 2017. I released my first pattern in September of 2018. Yeah, so I gave it a year go <laughs> trying to sell quilts. <laughs>
2: did you did you ever go to sort of like your local fairs or markets to try and sell your quilts? Uh, I I thought about it. I was getting to that point. Um, they're
1: very expensive to enter. Um, to get into. So that was a barrier. Plus, you have to have a big, huge, you know, display behind you. And when I started pricing that out, that was going to be another $1,000 to build. And I was like, I can't afford this. And I don't think anyone can afford to buy a quilt. And so it was all there was just a lot of barriers in the way. For people who haven't seen your quilts before, could you kind of describe your quilting style or your design style? I would say that I, well, I'm i definitely a modern quilter. I like g- really geometric designs and I tend to design things that are an overall um, quilt design for the whole quilt rather than a block that repeats. Um, I like to use color as a way to take those simple designs and make them a bit more interesting. So um, color placement is really important when it comes to the designs. Um, I also, I have a really hard time starting new quilt projects. They feel overwhelming to me to begin with. Um, I'm really good at finishing quilt projects, actually, (laughs) the opposite of most people. Um, So when I design um, quilt patterns, I like to design something that doesn't feel overwhelming to start and especially for new Quilters, where quilts are a, a large beast to get into. Yeah. And so, yeah, I try
0: to design things that um, feel like, oh, I, I think I could do that. Do you have any um, like art school background or graphic design? background? Um,
1: I, no, my husband is a graphic designer, oh. so he's a little bird in my ear <laughs> a lot of the time giving me tips and advice, but often I'm like,
0: no, I know better. It, <laughs> does he walk by your computer and give you unsolicited feedback?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but then also I've learned that I'm like, all oh, right. you're a graphic designer. I should use you <laughs> for help. Um, no, I. I mean, I took tons of different art classes as a kid. I was always trying out all sorts of different things. Um but I actually didn't end up finishing university. I got married and I put my husband through school.
0: Where do you kind of find your inspiration? You've got such you got such a I would say distinctive bold modern design. So, I would say I mean, inspiration
1: comes from all sorts of things. Um nature as a obvious one, especially cuz of my pattern names. Um, Like I said, my husband's a graphic designer, so we have a lot of graphic design books in the house that I flip through. Um, Things like traditional weavings and tapestries. Um, I've traveled a lot around the world Um, looking at those kinds of things. Ceramic tile even can come from all sorts of things. Um, I'm a super visual person. I would say I have an almost photographic memory, which um, can be helpful. It can be annoying sometimes. (laughs) Um, But often I would say I can't even pinpoint where inspiration comes from for a specific quilt, I would say it's more that I have a, like a blurry image in my head of something that I'm trying to create. And it, I try to get it out either onto paper, onto fabric. um, And once I get it, it always feels like, oh yeah, there it is. Like it was there all along and I'm just trying to find it.
0: I noticed that you didn't mention like um, a computer as the first place to start. Do you find that you're sketching out with paper or you dive right into your scrap bin to kind of mock things up uh graph paper is graph usually paper. where I
1: start um drawing it out and then I do take it into illustrator um I don't ever dive into my scrap bin <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that <laughs> I was like
0: I feel I like always... that could be a fun challenge now
1: <laughs> well that that seems totally overwhelming um no I plan everything out beforehand um it takes too long to sew things I can do things much faster on the computer first to get to an idea before I start sewing
2: so going back to how your quilts are sort of designed and laid out you mentioned that it's more of like one sort of imagery rather than actually multiple repeating blocks that you'd normally see in traditional quilts um, do you have any sort of tips for someone to move away when it comes for pattern designers to kind of move away from the repetitive blocks and also the bigger picture sort of design?
1: I mean, I think that often my overall design could be one block. And so you just take that one block and you blow it up huge. <laughs> and you don't have to make it over and over again. You just have to make it one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, color plays a, and color placement plays a very important part of your designs. Uh, Do you have any tips for, you know, quilters who are either approaching your designs or other quilt designs about how to think about color or things that you've learned along the way? Um, I think that
1: taking um, color value and saturation into account is very important. You can, you know, I'm a big fan of green and you can take green, but I mean, if you were to ask you know, a group of people to pick something that's green, they're all going to come back with a different color. It could be light green. It could be dark green. And so when you want to make a quilt, you can't just say, Oh, I want to make a green quilt. You have to think about how dark the color is, how light the color is, um, what the undertones are, how they, and how they sit next to other colors. I think it's important to take two colors and put them touching each other. Um, Colors can really change what they look like when they're next to other colors, which you can use um, for interesting designs or it can go really wrong <laughs> if they're too similar or um, also turning um, taking a picture of what you're working on, turning it to grayscale often helps. Um, if they turn out to be the same color gray, that can be really good because you know that they're the same saturation or sometimes you want more contrast between colors. When you are scrolling social media... What type of post stops you in your tracks, really gets your attention? Uh, so a few different things. Like I said, color. I really like interesting color combinations, um, things that you wouldn't think that look that would look really good together but do. Those are interesting to me. Um, I really like when quilts are really minimal with a lot of negative space. Um, both Season Evans and Lindsay Stead are really, really good um, at using two colors, and there's almost nothing there. But you just think like, holy cow, that's incredible. Um, those are good. And I I also really like quilts that are hand-dyed,
0: hand quilted, uh, basically things that I don't make. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> what is a kind of unexpected color combination that you're either is currently percolating for you?
1: Mm. I mean, like I said, I use a lot of green, and so I keep just making all green quilts because it's really obvious and so lately i've been trying to figure out how to use green like dark green with other colors either orange which is my other favorite color that i never use um yeah i don't know colors that seem like they should clash i don't know <laughs> you don't
2: know it until you see it yeah that's right. <laughs> So oh, I've seen it before, you can have, I think there's several sort of tools online, but you have this sort of color palette picker or mm-hmm. just like a randomizer color palette thing. Yeah, and Pretty cool. Some combinations that it Adobe, comes up with. Adobe has yeah. a really
0: cool one that you can search for. Like, you can literally use it as a Pinterest search tool, like search neon or like comic mm-hmm. book or something like that. And it'll come up with crazy tons. And then you can also look at all the different um, traditional color combinations. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you that link one day. Yeah. Oh. I
1: mostly use Pinterest actually for color inspiration.
0: Hmm. Do you use it by searching for like themes or are you just like going down rabbit holes of green?
1: Yeah. Rabbit holes <laughs> of any color <laughs> or of anything. I mean, you could take any picture that you like and then pull the colors out of that. It doesn't have to be, you know, an actual like four different colors stacked up beside each other. Take any picture and then you just color dropper it and mm-hmm. find some cool colors out of it. <laughs>
2: so going back to your quilt patterns it's so the quilt pattern names there seem to be like a recurring theme like they seem to be like locations or outdoor areas are you able to tell us more about the inspiration behind the names
1: yeah sure so I name all my patterns after places in Manitoba which is where I live Um, when I first was starting to design patterns names seemed like endless possibilities and I wanted to give myself some parameters to work within so it didn't you know take me days and days and days to come up with a name um I really love camping being outside traveling um so that was an just an obvious connection um for me to use so they're generally the names of provincial parks national parks um towns with cute little names and as a bonus I think that it would make a really great book one day
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we'll just put that out into the (laughs) universe. We'll vision board it for you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jumping way back to earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that you started sewing and even quilting at a very, very young age. How did you or could you describe how your... style has changed throughout the years because I'm assuming you didn't start as a modern quilter at age three <laughs> no I started as a hand quilter
2: at age three <laughs> those can
0: be one of <laughs> the same that's not a
2: uh, yeah there's
1: um, yeah I mean I'm I played around with a lot of fabric my mom has sewn my entire life um so there's always been fabric and sewing machines in the house that and my mom let me play with the sewing machine right from when I was little um yeah, there was never a time that where I wasn't allowed to touch it. And so that is really cool. Um and then over the years, uh, when I, I made a few quilts in my early 20s, um, I took my mom's old quilting books, found one um, that I liked. And now looking back, I'm realizing I found the most modern looking quilt that I could um in an old quilting book. So it's just big um, it's a log cabin block, so it's just big rectangles, but it used only two colors. And I was like, oh, this one I think I could make. Um, so that was one of the first um, times I think that I I found matter, modern quilting in a way, but I didn't know it yet. Um, and then my mom and I went to a few, you know, local quilt shows that we're going through and I would be walking through looking at quilts feeling like there's, they're beautiful and amazing, but feeling sort of like there's gotta be something different. Like, doesn't anyone make anything different? And I'd be looking at all the fabric options. Um, and I kept always saying to my mom, like, where are the, the other options? Why do they all look, why does everything look the same? And yeah, one day I found solids. <laughs> and I realized, like, oh, there's solids. Um, and I could use solids as a way to create designs as opposed to the prints being the design. And so I think that I've always been kind of looking for modern quilting um over the years until I found it and knew that it existed but yeah I've done lots of like clothing sewing I did a grade um nine design project for school and I made myself a dress for a school (laughs) dance (laughs) and so I've I've done all sorts of different sewing over the years but quilting is by far the best
2: sorry (laughs) and do you ever revisit hand quilting
1: oh I would hand quilt everything if I could yeah. I love it. It's um, I only actually machine quilted for the first time probably in 2016. And I was just like,
2: this is hard.
1: <laughs> um, but I mean, I've gotten better at it. But no, if I had the time, I would hand quilt absolutely everything. I love it. Do you use a hoop stand or just a regular old hoop? I have a hoop. My mom gave it to me a long time ago. It's just an 18 inch hoop that sits on my lap. I see so many people now quilting without a hoop. So I keep trying it. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm getting the hang of it, and parts of it are easier without a hoop, but no, I sit there like a grandma with a hoop on my lap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as someone who doesn't have a mother for a quilter, um, let me rephrase that. As someone who doesn't have a relative for a quilter, um, I'm pretty jealous that you your mom quilts. I feel like that's an awesome resource. Do you still quilt with her? I do.
1: I live down the street from my mom, and so we, we hang out quite often. Um, she hand quilts everything. I machine quilt now a lot of the time. Um, We're also very different kinds of quilters. I'm quite a perfectionist, um, very precise. She is not, um, she was a hippie. So she, you know, does what she feels like in the moment, but she gets it done and they look great. Um, But yeah, we spend time together. Um, I often, when I go over there for coffee, bring a hand binding or hand quilting project with me and we both um, sit there. And quilt but I'm still trying to convince her to make one of my patterns which she hasn't yet but I keep emailing them to her going like you could make this
0: one next <laughs> so one day I'm are hoping. you trying to charge her for a pattern or is it a free No, offer?
1: no I keep <laughs> giving her them for free and she still won't do it that's so. a pretty
0: sweet deal I know
2: Erin's <laughs> mom
0: we yeah. the collective quilt buzz team would I think you yeah. should really, really make one of Aaron's quilt. Come on, Susan. I mean, yeah,
1: I yeah, keep Susan. offering. Yeah, I keep offering her Bird's Hill too because it's like a quilt block. It feels a bit more traditional, but one day maybe we'll see. Maybe,
2: maybe you should buy her the fabrics that go with that quilt. I and often give her. To... Oh, I what?
1: give her fabric. I give her scraps. I give her. Yeah. No. No.
2: I feel like she Susan is thing. getting the best yeah. part of this. I know,
1: deal. and she just does whatever she wants.
2: So good for her. <laughs> so do you have any quilting goals for this year that you're able to share with us?
1: Um, I'm trying to hire help because I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, so that's that would be really helpful. I've just actually met with someone who might be coming on board to work for me. Um, I would like to do a quilt-along. I've never planned a quilt-along, I've never taken part in a quilt-along. <laughs> um, so I would like to do that. Also, this isn't really quilting related, but I want to make myself some clothing. Which, I, like I said, I used to do, but I want to do again.
2: Would you consider I, a quilt coat or a I mean, quilt garment? I mean,
1: that's what everyone is doing. So, like I said, the Enneagram 4 in me is like, well, I guess I can't do a quilt coat because everyone's doing them. <laughs> so now that's I have to why find I'm something not else. making a quilt Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll be the person who ends up with, like, I don't know, quilt trousers or something.
2: <laughs> well, I think it was, like, two, two quilt cons ago, I saw this lady... And she had this show stuffing, um pair of quilt trousers on, and everyone was just touching it as she walked by. Perfect. Oh, that's okay.
1: awkward. Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, they used
0: to Stopping. make quilted petticoats, so you could make a quilted skirt. Uh, I'd have to wear a skirt then, though. Or
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do a dress. Yeah,
0: but that would be so bulky. Like, What about like a, a quilted jumpsuit? <gasps> you know my issues with jumpsuits Anna yeah like can you imagine in the dead of winter it's freezing you're wearing a quilted jumpsuit and you have to go to the bathroom like it makes that situation 10 times worse
2: (laughs) but imagine having to go to the bathroom on a plane with a jumpsuit like that oh no thanks (laughs) (laughs) Wendy have
0: you had this problem before
2: no, I haven't, but I've heard someone had that problem before. It's just, yeah.
0: I guess you could make it like those old long johns with the flap in the back. No. The <laughs> Get some cute buttons.
2: That, that could yeah. be cute. Quilted yeah.
0: flap. No, wait, no.
2: <laughs> please, please, please don't make it.
0: <laughs> no, this is a challenge. Challenge to listeners, whoever makes no. a quilted jumpsuit, you can be a guest because I want to hear everything about the process, not only making, but then wearing. Oh, dear. It's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Erin? Absolutely. Okay, Wendy, why don't you kick us off?
2: What is your favorite time of day to quilt?
0: From 10 a.m. to 11 p.m.
2: That is, that's is—that's all day.
0: <laughs> Doing the math very slowly. <laughs> Uh, do you wear shoes while sewing or, and if so, do you wear socks or no socks? I am Canadian. No shoes. Do you wear moccasins or slippers? Uh, I have glare ups, which are
1: wool, uh, slippers, which I wear sometimes, but no, I'm pretty much, I like barefoot. Music,
2: Netflix, podcasts, or silence while sewing? All,
1: all of them, depending on what part of the quilt I'm working on.
2: So what is your current favorite?
1: Uh, for music, I'm listening to a lot of Maggie Rogers, Um, And if I'm watching a Netflix show, I'm usually watching Friends because it has to be something that I don't have to look at the screen for. I just listen to it, basically.
0: You have to know it by heart. Yep, I do. (laughs) What is your favorite snack while quilting? Coffee. Uh, Your favorite (laughs) traditional block? Log cabin. But
2: it's green. But what is your favorite color?
0: (laughs) Dark green. (laughs) What is your favorite Kona color? Spruce. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, dark green. <laughs> You're in good company.
2: Aaron. <laughs> what color fabric do you use the most? Kona snow. Solids or print fabrics? Let me guess. Sol- you know, solids
1: yeah. on the front,
0: but prints on the back. What is your current favorite print for the back?
1: That changes. My favorite um, designer, though, is Erin Dollar for cotton and
2: flax. What is the last fabric you bought?
1: Ooh, I bought a bunch of bolts of
2: Kona cotton. What's your favorite quilt shop?
1: Uh, For solids, I go to my local quilt shop called KTR Sewing Center. And for prints, I'm usually checking out Thread
0: Count or Stacked Fabric Company. How do you organize your fabrics? By color, designer, size prints, solids, something else? Uh, It's by color, except
1: for I have one stack of backing fabric separate.
2: Where do you store your scraps?
1: Uh, And two large rubbermaids, one for solids and one for prints.
2: What sewing notion you couldn't live without?
1: Leather thimble.
2: What thread brand do you use? Orafil.
1: Pressing preference, open or to the dark side? Open.
2: Pick one. HSTs, curves or strip piecing? HSTs. Machine or hand quilt?
1: I would hand quilt if I had the time. Machine or hand bind? Hand bind.
2: What's your favorite part of the quilting process?
1: Okay, so my favorite part is always the next step. And so when I'm picking fabric, I think that cutting is going to be my favorite. But when I'm cutting, I think that piecing is going to be my favorite. And then when I'm piecing, I think quilting is going to be my favorite, which is why I think that I finish every quilt because the next step always seems like it's going to be the best. That
2: makes
0: sense. Does it live up to expectations? Are you always thinking forward? No,
1: no, it's always, because it's always then once you start doing it, the next one's going to be better. (laughs)
2: Fascinating. fascinating. (laughs) feel like there's a graph in there. <laughs> Amanda's not convinced. <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm, I'm fascinated because I think it's so interesting how people approach, you know, whether it's projects or, you know, self-motivation or things like that. And mm-hmm. I think to your point, Aaron, it's very rare for people to, like, typically people are like quick to f- start, slow to finish, mm-hmm. whereas it seems yeah, like no. you're slow to start, quick to finish. I am the opposite. Yep. But maybe... Other folks like you are just hiding in the corners. They I know, there's to gotta admit. be exactly because quilters
1: are known for being, you know, starters and not okay. finishers. And so the people like
0: us, we just stay silent. We're like, mm, yeah. I finish everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up?
1: Sewing over pins. Who is your quilty BFF? Okay. So this is tricky. I talk to lots of people online. I really like it. Um, it's a fun part of my business. However, the person who actually has my phone number, <laughs> who texts me, um, is Jennifer of Penelope Handmade.
0: So that's the level. So yeah, it
1: is a it went to
2: a new
0: level. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so basically, when you exchange your actual contact number, yeah, that's oh, yeah. The next level. Yeah, yeah new level. <laughs> so who's your quilty crush
1: okay i have a few but i had to pick one um so i went with annabelle uh, who is the little pin cushion studio on instagram she makes what she calls quilt doodles and they are these kind of weird interesting um color blobs that overlap each other with transparency with like rainbow stripes in the background they're incredible and you have to look at them
0: what's your favorite recent make Uh, a test block
1: for my new pattern
2: can you tell us what it looks
1: like or is that a secret it has flying geese Mm. nice yeah how many quilts are in your whip pile right now two like I said I'm a start to finish quilter generally
0: I expected better of you I wanted zero
2: I was about to say that too I was expecting zero they're
1: they're both just I'm working on the binding that's all
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so where do you store your work in progresses?
1: on my sewing table because there is only one <laughs> burn <laughs> do you have any other hobbies okay so quilting isn't so much of a hobby anymore now that it is my job um does petting dogs count as a hobby yeah we can make it one
0: okay i, I like i do Why that not? <laughs> any um, any dog strange dogs rabid dog oh, like... any dog <laughs> uh, maybe not a rabid dog but do you have challenges know... to yourself <laughs>
1: any dog um and then other like I really like camping um I like cooking which I don't have a kitchen right now because we're in the middle of a reno and so I'm learning new ways to cook like on the barbecue um Mm -hmm. I took a ceramics class yeah I took a ceramics class and I really really liked it but I'm really bad at
0: it prone wheel pottery or wheel wheel pottery it's so fun it's so fun so So much my my arms like, I have no upper body strength. That's what I learned oh, from flattery.
1: Yeah. But I'm really good at making
0: about like a, a three inch tall bowl. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I have a lot of really tiny bowls. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, we've got just a couple more questions for you. First up is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and a quick word to why?
1: Okay, so first one is uh, Rachel Hayes. She's Rachel B. Hayes on Instagram. Um, She's a fiber artist and she makes these huge um, fabric installations. They're often pieced like a log cabin, um, but the fabric is translucent. So it ends up looking like stained glass and she installs them outside often. um, So the sun is shining through and they're really beautiful. That's the first. Um, Second is Sarah Golden. She's Sarah Golden Art on Instagram. So she um, happens to be a fabric designer, But I follow her mostly for her painting.
0: Um, Her paintings are beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful.
1: The way that she uses color and texture, but then also adds patterns of either stripes or polka dots. I always think that I should be able to turn one into a quilt, and I haven't yet. And I would have to ask her permission. But (laughs) I think it would be beautiful. (laughs) Um, And then the third is also a Sarah um, at Farm and Folk. And so she makes all hand-dyed, hand quilted, beautiful things. Um and also if if you like watching homesteading at all, she she has a farm and it's beautiful and it reminds me of the few years that I had chickens, which I will probably never have again, but it's like a dream life. There
0: <laughs> her like her egg shots, the the pictures yeah. of eggs, like I don't even like eggs and it makes me like want to run That's out and buy a
2: dozen. <laughs> but, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, so before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon that you're able to share with us?
1: So like I said, I I wanna do a quilt along um, for my new pattern that will be coming out probably at the end of November. Uh, And the other thing is I'm putting together a quilt sample sale Um, fundraiser right now that will be a fundraiser for Cancer Care in Manitoba because it's been almost exactly a year since I was diagnosed with cancer.
0: That's awesome. You beat
1: it. That's awesome. I did beat it. But yeah. So yeah, the year 2020 that everyone always talks about actually started in 2019 for me. (laughs) 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 Maybe 2020 will
0: end earlier for you too then. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) So we need to wrap up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts, I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am at the Dot Weekend Quilter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Erin. I'm at the Blanket Statement. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Bye bye. 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 bye.